Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. The excitement here at the Tech Weekly Podcast is palpable, not just because I'm presenting it for the first time, but we're also going to be talking about the Apple event and the new iPhone X and some other heart-stopping things that Apple pulled out of its jeans pocket last night. I've got two of my colleagues with me today and it has to be said that we're a little bleary-eyed from covering the announcements until late last night, but here we are, all caffeined up and ready to go. We have Macworld's deputy editor, David Price, who's going to talk about the new iPhone 8 and the Apple Watch, and staff writer, Dominic Preston, who's going to fill us in on the iPhone 10 and the Apple TV news. And I'm Karen Haslam, Macworld editor, and well, I'm going to be asking the questions. So let's start with the product everyone wants to know about, the iPhone X. I mean, iPhone 10. It's like iOS 10 all over again, isn't it? Why does Apple do it? Why not just call it the iPhone 10 and write 10 in the modern post-Roman Empire way? X's aside, what else was the big news about the iPhone 10, Dom? Uh, so this is basically, I mean, it's a strange year this year because we've got Apple doing sort of two big new separate iPhone launches. So we've got the 8, which seems like the natural follow-up to the 7, and then the 10 is this sort of special... Uh, 10th anniversary edition of the iPhone. It's 10 years since the first iPhone came out, give or take. Uh, The big change is the design of the front of the body. So now the screen is edge to edge, um, which is amazing to look at. It it looks absolutely stunning. Because the big thing about the screen being edge to edge means that the phone doesn't have to be a lot bigger to have a bigger screen, doesn't it? Exactly. So it means you can have a much bigger display without having that kind of giant phone thing where you can't hold it with one hand and you're stretching and you get cramp and that sort of thing. Uh, What's a bit funny about it with Apple releasing it this year is that it's actually something that's been all over the Android market already this year. So this is the first iPhone to have this sort of bezel-less edge-to-edge display, Uh, but we've already seen it. Uh, The most famous one would be the Galaxy S8, which came out in March, but also the LG G6 and the Xiaomi Mi Mix uh, have already sort of shown that this this kind of design works and that we can cut away a lot of the extra space on the front of the body of a phone. Because, of course, what people are concerned about is the fact there will be no home button. So there's the fact that, you know, how do you go to the home screen and things like that? And you're to, I'm sure you can tell me all about <laughs> that. Um, and also then there's uh, the one that everyone's a little bit concerned about, which is the idea that Face ID is going to replace Touch ID. Yeah, so exactly. So so by moving by increasing the screen size, which goes all the way to the bottom of the, bottom of the body, there's no longer the space for the home button, which is also the, the Touch ID and fingerprint sensor. Uh, there was a lot of speculation before the release that Apple might move that to the back of the body or that they might use some tech that's in development to incorporate the fingerprint sensor within the screen itself. 
Uh, it looks like neither of those, they either didn't want to do the compromise to move it to the back and maybe the tech wasn't quite there yet to build it into the screen. So instead they've just dropped the fingerprint sensor and the home button entirely. Uh, so the home button functions have been sort of spread around between the power button on the side of the phone and just sort of swiping up from the bottom of the display to access home. There's uh, a, lot, a lot more gestures on there. And it's, yeah. it's going to take people a lot of getting used to. So there, there's going to be a big sort of hump for people. Um, I was just talking to Lewis about this. Whenever you change the interface, it's very hard for people to understand how it's going to work immediately from on the basis of a demo. What you need to mm. do is try it out yourself. We haven't tried it out ourselves. We've yeah. just seen... Uh, Tim Cook and Craig Federici <laughs> doing it on stage. And it didn't actually work all that well for them either. Yeah. Um, I think once we actually get these in our hands um, and try this, yeah, there's one gesture where you, you, you swipe up from the bottom, which used to do control center, mm. which we seem to have lost or it's gone somewhere else. Uh, and that now brings up the home screen. But if you stop halfway, then it brings up the multitasking pane. Sounds which very complicated. It does yeah. sound complicated. I'm hoping that this will become second nature. But there's going to be there's going to be that hump for people initially. Yeah, there'll always be an adjustment period. Uh, people can start sort of just like tapping at the bottom of the phone, hoping it will take them home. And, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so of course the other big thing is the so face ID rather than touch ID is that is that going to be safe? I mean, seriously, I have so many photos in my photo <laughs> library, and Apple apparently has face ID, and it will tell me. It will let me sort by a particular person, but it doesn't work. So why mm. should I believe that it will work on, you know, security-related things? Yeah, I mean, well, so for me, I think this is actually the bit that impressed me the most with the iPhone X. Uh, as I said, lots sort of that bezel display has been done before on other phones, and other ones have found a way to do it without the little sort of notch at the top of the screen that sort of juts in a little bit. Um, but the, the Face ID is impressive. Other phones have had this sort of face unlock thing. That's Again, it's been something on Android phones for a while, but it looks like Apple have really executed a lot better than any of the Android equivalents have. Uh, they've got the new, what they're calling a true depth front-facing camera. Uh, so it's sort of got like depth scanning technology. So it can, it, it, basically it means it's actually looking at the 3D shape of your face rather than just sort of seeing it as a 2D image, yeah. which should mean you can't fool it with just a photo or something, which is obviously the fear that you just print out a picture of someone's face and use that to unlock it. They say that won't work. They say they've worked with uh, sort of prosthetics companies in Hollywood so that, you know, you could, even if you somehow get a super realistic Mission Impossible style <laughs> rubber mask, that won't fool it. I mean, again, we don't but know I, for the yeah, moment. I've, we haven't tested it. The I obvious... find that hard to believe because if you yeah. think they, they did admit that two twins who yeah. are identical could fool it. So why are they trying to claim at the same time that a prosthetic mask made to look like someone wouldn't fall it. It strikes yeah. me that it's the same thing. Why? I guess it's sort of striking, you know, the prosthetics we have at the moment couldn't, mm. whether prosthetics advance stuff, but, you know, you feel like the tech will advance. Uh, well, in, in, in theory, you could fool a fingerprint scanner. Exactly. With a prosthetic fingerprint. Yeah. Um, and that would probably be a lot easier than creating a super realistic, lifelike mask. Yeah. And Apple has certainly claimed this is more secure than the fingerprint scanner. You get you get to the point where it's, it's sort of a question of lower, lowest hanging fruit, yeah. And this is going to be difficult to beat. Exactly, it's not going to be impossible. Um, if you have something on your phone which is critical to the security of the country or something like that, then you shouldn't be using Face ID. I don't think. But that's the same with Touch ID as well. If you've got something exactly. super super secure, Touch ID or any fingerprint yeah, well, sensor shouldn't be your first line of defense. I'm sure so the, the set- main place where we're going to be using it will be Apple Pay. Yeah for paying for things in shops and and how's that going to work you know if you're holding your phone like you do at the moment when you basically position it by the terminal and put your yeah. phone in front how's that going to see your face to 
Yeah, I mean, again, this is one of the things we won't really know till we get to try it out ourselves properly, sort of how fiddly it is to look at it and get it to recognize you. Can you just get your phone out and look down at it? Or are you going to have to sort of hold your phone up directly in front of your face in yeah, the shop have like in order two for it to recognize it? registered that you're there. Exactly. Because the, the payment yeah. terminals don't always work first time anyway, do they? So. so there's that risk that it'll just be that bit slower, that bit more fiddly that will sort of make it just a bit too annoying to use. I think a lot of people will just find it sort of eerie and unsettling and worry about the security. It just strikes um, me that it's it's one of those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. Touch things. ID was awesome. It was great. Yeah. Second gen Touch ID was yeah. one of my favourite things. And I, it really makes me sad that they've got rid of it. It mm. seems like yeah. they've, tried, they've rushed to do this in time for the anniversary. Exactly. Or because they were scared about falling behind. And they, they should have waited until they could have yeah. put the fingerprint sensor under the... Uh, yeah. under the glass and which, that's probably going to come with the next generation exactly. so probably yeah. basically saying don't rush out and buy it yeah. if, if that's important to you yeah um, i mean there, there is a separate thing with biometric data being out there and how this is sort of like the thin end of the wedge mm. a facial recognition becoming accepted because you know what apple is like it, it carries the market with it yeah and people are going to suddenly think yeah it's acceptable for um for my 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 biometric data to be out there and in the hands of a corporation and yeah and I think it's all right, but I think it's something we should be thinking about. And we're not asking the questions. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're just asking, is it going to be fast and is it going to work? But yeah, it is definitely unsettling to think that uh, just general databases of all our face shapes are now going to be a thing. <laughs> I don't want my face shape being out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there's one other thing to talk about with the iPhone 10, and that's wireless charging. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us about that do people really care do people understand what it means uh so yeah so this is uh this wireless charging will also be in the 8 and 8 plus but uh it will be the first time it's been in any iphone again it's one of the other bits from this year that just feels a little bit like apple playing catch up because android phones have had wireless charging for literally years um but this is the first time we've had it in iphones and it is you know it's a fun feature i think i I see it as more of a novelty than anything else personally um, you still obviously need to have sort of a wireless charging pad that itself Which plugs is, into the wall. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like you having an Apple Watch or something. And there is a convenience just being able to put your phone or watch down somewhere rather than fiddle about with a wire. And Well, the watch thing is very satisfying because it's magnetic. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to be the case here. I'm no, I don't it, think so. Isn't it that, you know, with the watch, it made sense to have a wireless charging because it kind of had that gave it that level of um, waterproof you know, you didn't have yeah. a, an external port, a port that you was kind of open that you had to plug something into, which that, is obviously yeah, that, a problem with mm. like swimming and things like that. Whereas yeah, with that the Apple the Watch, it's it's it being wireless meant that you could kind of waterproof it. Does that mean that the iPhones more waterproof? I don't think we've been told anything. But that, I mean, well, it's still, still, it's still got some port. It will still have a lightning port, so it won't affect that. But I mean, it's, it's as water water resistant as the seven is. We so really, yeah, the, only, the only point in having why wireless charging on your phone is just convenience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's convenience, and it's the slight sci-fi-ness of you know you just put your phone down and just like magic. Maybe you know, maybe um, these charging pads will be less easy to lose than our charger. <laughs> well, exactly. I did like the um, the look of it with the, well, not the look of it, but the sort of convenience of it with the three devices on it. Yeah, once. the big air power pad. Um, that, I think that looks really nice, but that's yeah. not going to be coming until next year. Or Sometime something. next yes. year, and we don't know pricing or anything like yeah. that. But you'll be able to buy other charging pads uh, for the iPhone 8 and, and 10 right now. We don't think Apple's making their own right now until the Apple one next year, but uh, they show showed quickly uh, Belkin and Mophie pads and 
there are a load of different manufacturers that make yeah, charging like pads say, already for other phones. This has been out for ages, so it's yeah. not as if... And, and you can actually already get it on an iPhone because you can buy wireless charging cases for your iPhones. Yeah, I had that for a bit, but it's 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 a bit of a pain in the bum because it's like your your phone is then thicker. And yeah, it's just not as nice having it built in. Is what you want. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it's as nice you said, it has been on Android phones for a while. But if you're sort of already going to shrug and say, "Well, I want a phone case for protection or whatever," anyway, and you find yeah. a wireless charger when you like the look of, you can see the argument. But yeah, you might as well just get a battery pack for your iPhone. <laughs> in that case, really. True, yeah. Um, so, okay, we'll wind up on that one. Uh, so I was going to say, so X iPhone or iPhone 10 out of 10? <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to say X iPhone. I just, I just, it's really, really expensive. It's a thousand pounds. And it does stuff that has already been on the market in other devices all of this year or longer. There's nothing, there's nothing new enough to justify that price point for me. There is a lot. Of, there is a lot of new stuff in there. I, I think it's quite exciting. I think it's quite exciting. <laughs> um, I think I give it. To, I mean, ten out of ten is closer to my feeling than X iPhone. I, I don't. I don't think it's perfect. I think there are issues. Like I said, um, there's going to be that hump to adoption, and I think to a lot of people, the eight will be like a safer thing because it's yep. just it's a straightforward incremental upgrade. Whereas the X, it has it has things that would worry you until mm. you've used them, and then maybe they'll get past that. Well, I, I think it's of good. The, uh iPhone 8 then yeah. or were you you were, you were just going to conclude that that was 10 out of 10 were you <laughs> well ten, 8 out of 10 okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah on to the iPhone 8 uh, what does the iPhone 8 get that the iPhone 7 doesn't already have David um, it's got well so it's got the uh, the glass back so it can do the wireless charging mm-hmm. it's got um, an upgraded chip it's got the A11 what do they call it? Bionic. Bionic. Yeah, uh, I don't rather know. than the A10 Fusion. So they've both got that, haven't they? The, the, yes, um, it's the same chip yeah. in both the 10 and the 8. Um, it's got Bluetooth 5.0. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's it's a general upgrade without the um, uh, the, the worries that people have from yeah. having no home button and no touch ID, no touch ID, and having to worry about gestures yeah. and stuff like that. Will this uh, glass front and back business is that just going to be like the iPhone 4s again, and we're all going to break it within a week of buying it? Yeah, I hope not. I mean, presumably these days we'll be a bit cannier about that. <laughs> and they they were touting it's the toughest glass they've had yeah. on an iPhone yeah. before, and obviously you know there's, there have been tech improvements and. Since 2011, I think that was. Uh, uh, my yeah. phone at the moment has a glass glass back, and I've not had any issues with no, it. No, you at can't. All. You can't say that on a mm. podcast because then you will immediately break. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the way. I thought it was really interesting watching the um, the announcement of the eight because they obviously had to go along with this charade that, we, <laughs> that, that this was the big thing. Yeah, and. But they were rushing it. They were like, I think it was Phil, wasn't it? And he, yeah. he was going, oh, yeah, this is, you know, it does this and this. And you could see in his eyes, his heart wasn't in it. Yeah. <laughs> and he obviously, and he didn't want to go too big too early because yeah. he had to have room to be more magical when the X came out. There was just none the of the fanfare. It was just very much, yeah, here it is. iPhone here 8, it is. it's here's all right. Here's a basic <laughs> But I think it is for a lot of people. It will be a better choice. I really think. What about yeah. the, the fact that they've, they've so they've removed the rose gold? From the lineup, yeah. haven't they? So we now just have the three colours. But the gold is sort of pinkish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's what I heard. So I mean, initially I was like, actually, I thought the rose gold was much nicer than the gold, which I was thinking of as a bit sort of goldy and bling. Yeah. But apparently, this new gold is more sort of rosy anyway. So maybe the yeah. two would have been too similar. It, it looks a bit like they've just sort of 
cut the difference and made yeah. a shade of gold that's kind of halfway in between the two. I think the rose gold on the iPad Pro was was that sort of it was a little bit copperier, yeah, rather than full on pink. I think I suppose this is the first thing that you can say that the iPhone eight has that the iPhone ten does not is a pink option, yes, or, or a gold option because that's it's just black and silver, right? For I the, think it, it, yes, the silver and space grey, silver and space yeah. grey, which is a bit it's a bit crap for an opening option, mm. isn't it? I mean, you you want there to be. I mean, there were six color options for the iPhone Seven once they brought out the product red. Yeah, and now there's only two for this. That's a bit of a shame, and people, I think, like to have a bit more um, personality yeah. on their phone. They seem to be moving away from the wide range of color options that they used to do. Got their fingers Just narrowing the a lot. 5C. There's one little thing we've forgotten to mention, which is AR. Um, obviously, that applies to iPhone Ten and iPhone Eight, although probably more so to iPhone Ten. But um, has anyone got anything to say about the new games and stuff that is going to take take advantage of this? <laughs> 3D gaming, you've got gyroscopes, accelerometers, all of this stuff. For... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one because obviously they showed off more of that uh, in, in, in the launch last night. But it's mostly the same stuff we saw at WWC, WWDC, because really yeah. it's it's the software side. It's AR kit. It does a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the camera upgrades in the new iPhones will deliver slightly better AR performance. Yeah. But it, nothing radically different. You know, with a 7 or a 6S, you could still run all this AR stuff that's coming out. I think AR is going to be one of these, another of these things that is um, really cool to try out, but not cool to see somebody else do. Yeah. Because they had that, I mean, first of all, the game, the games demos, Apple events are always really cringy. Uh, <laughs> but they had that guy sort of prancing around that desk yep. to like get a better shot at the robots he was shooting or whatever. Um, and it and it just seemed really, it was like, why are you bothering to do this in AR? And of course, when you're actually playing it, then it's like, this is really cool. Like, as I move the phone very slightly, yeah. my view changes and it's like I'm really in the game. But just to watch it, it doesn't really look that interesting. Yeah, you have to actually experience that direct feedback I yourself. everyone's first experience with the AR thing was, you know, Pokemon Go last year. And obviously that yeah. was huge. So, Still not you know, maybe. <laughs> it's and that was, it's worth saying that, you know, Pokemon Go was very, very simplistic AR. You know, it worked, did what it needed to do, but in terms of the tech side of it, that was a very, very basic execution of AR. And yeah, what Apple is showing off now is much more advanced, much better yeah. graphics, much more sophisticated interactions with real-world objects. Okay. Um, it just remains to be seen whether there's actually AR content people really I think AR, AR was a, I think AR is going to be a big thing. I think mm. you're right. It's going to depend on what people come up with. And it was almost like Apple had too many things to talk about last night. And yeah. They, and they couldn't give it the attention it deserved. Yeah. I think in other years, like if it was an iPhone 4S year, they would have spent a lot of time on AR yeah. about how exciting it was. But they'd mentioned it quite a lot at WWDC and they had to get through all the new phones and the new watch. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we got a lot. To- Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Get free too, so <laughs> iPhone great or iPhone hate? <laughs> <laughs> iPhone great. I'm being positive today. Uh, yeah, iPhone great. I think, I think the 8 uh, so makes more sense. We're going with the 8 more than the 10 there. Next up is Apple Watch. David, you've been an Apple Watch fan since first generation, haven't you? How excited are you about the new model? I'm, um, by my standards, comparatively unexcited, <laughs> which is to say still quite excited. Um, the, so the Apple Watch Series 2 was my sort of personal favourite Apple product, I think maybe ever, because it was, it was a very important step forward from the Series 1. The Series 3, which was announced last night, is less so. Um, I mean, partly because the Series 2 it had less problems, so there was less mm. things to fix. The main thing is that they've added cellular connectivity, so it's sort of an independent device now. It can it can connect to the internet when you're not um, using your phone. You, you know, you can leave your phone at home, go for a run, still pick up um, but this iMessages. Is only and... if you are on a contract with EU right now, isn't it? Yes, for the UK, uh, yeah. Yeah, so in the UK, it's uh, it's exclusive to EE, which is immediately a bit of a um uh, a stumbling block because it's not yeah. just that you have to go to the EE shop to buy your apple watch you're no. basically having to get an iphone with the EE with, contract too exactly. yeah you need your work. phone on on EE, yeah. um which obviously means a lot of people will suddenly be faced with if they want to buy this they actually have to get a new phone contract which it's, is a huge yeah. stumbling block it's, it's suddenly much more of a commitment um, and more difficult for reviewers as well. Yeah. Who <laughs> don't have EE contracts. Yeah, you, you have to have an iPhone 6 or later as well. Um, and you need to be on um, some specific EE contracts. And they're apparently going to charge £5 tariff on top of whatever contract you have for your iPhone in order to add yeah. the Apple Watch 3 to it. And that's Apart on top of it. To me, it sort of strikes me that this, you know, there's going to be even more data usage. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be getting that £5 extra plus. Loads more. You probably hit your data yeah. a few times more often, yeah. Um, so the question is, and this is what we always used to ask about whether you should get 3G with your iPad, is it worth it? Is it worth the extra money? Is it worth the extra data you'll get through? Um, and it's and it's again, and we keep coming back to this, it's really hard to tell until you try it out. And the yeah. Apple Watch is a classic product for that. Um, is that people haven't tried people that haven't tried the Apple Watch always think it's frivolous. And then when you spend a few months with it, 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 it finds its way into your life yeah. and you realise how useful it is and you find it very difficult to get rid of it after that. So I think if you go for a run, you can then get a call. That's nice. If you go for a run, you can catch up on the cricket scores, you can take a text <laughs> message, you can yeah. um, send a WeChat. They said that it's got compatibility with that as well. There's 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 quite a lot of scenarios in which it will be useful, but is it going to be essential? Um, I don't know. Yeah. And like I said, the Series Two is already a very good watch. So, how how's it? How's this one different to the Series Two? I mean, there's a red spot on the um, dial. Is there anything <laughs> yeah. more? There's a red spot on the digital crown. If it's as Don pointed out, I didn't realise this. That red spot indicates 
um, cellular connectivity. So if you get the Series 3 is also available without cellular, uh, and then you don't get the red spot and it's a bit cheaper. It, starts, it then starts at 329 instead of £399. Um, it, they've also upgraded some of the internals a little bit. So there's now an S3 chip. Um, instead of the S2 processor chip in the Series 2, which is supposed to be um, 70% faster. It's, it's dual core, but so is the S2. But it's 70% faster, so apps will open quicker, you'll get smoother graphics, stuff like that. Although I don't, that's never really been an issue for me since WatchOS uh, 2, really. WatchOS 2 mm. speeded up all the app stuff, so did WatchOS 3 further. And the Series 2, which I, I'm constantly <laughs> praising, yeah. the Series 2 is already a really nice, fast watch is absolutely fine i wonder yeah, if there's some um, extra processing to do with the cellular stuff that the new chip kind of has to compensate for yeah it's, it's probably doing extra work and it's also it's supposed to make siri faster because siri mm. now as well as being able to use it away from the phone which that actually could be the single biggest application and siri actually speaks out loud it's, it speaks out loud exactly so they they have some they have some additional stuff on top of the um the cellular stuff and they, oh, there's also a new wireless chip the W2, I mean, it's all arbitrary. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, one <laughs> thing that people always criticise with the Apple Watch is just the fact that, you, you know, the battery, you have to charge it. Is Very that true. any better? Did they sort of make any announcements relating to battery? They say it's the same. Um, they, they've always said 18 hours. They said that for the first gen and the Series 1 and the Series 2, and they're saying 18 hours now. And I say horse feathers to that because the... Uh, the <laughs> Sorry, what do you say? You don't say. You don't hear that enough, do you? I say horse feathers. Horse feathers. Not what you thought I was going to say. Because <laughs> um, the Series 2, it has a two-day a two battery life. The, seri- the first gen had a one-day battery life. You had to charge it every night. And if you didn't, you got punished. And the Series yeah. 2, it, it, it goes quite... Mine still does. Uh, it goes two days quite happily. Um, I don't see how the Series 3 can do that because it's got a cellular mm. chip it's it's they will have to have sacrificed some battery life yeah. they've made it a quarter of a millimeter thicker so it's not like they've crammed in loads of extra battery capacity so it, it's surely going to sacrifice something and in i assume it will go back to closer to uh, series one or first gen unless, Apple Watch battery life, which is a shame. Unless it works in the other direction, because because it's got a cellular connectivity, it doesn't have to talk to the iPhone as much, maybe, and therefore, you know. But I think it only does it if it's away from the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think. I think, it's, it's I think got if anything, clever. there could be more because it's more sort of searching for whether an iPhone, yeah. where the iPhone is around. That's the kind of thing that drains it with Wi-Fi and cellular. Is often just the checks for what's what networks it can connect to. Because so, I haven't tried this, but I I know that um, I know Henry. Um, has used some LTE Android Wear watches. Mm. I don't know if you have as well, Don. No, I haven't. Um, but he, he says that battery life is generally a worry. Yeah. Um, or they become really huge yeah. to make up for it. Um, so there's there's obviously going to be a compromise. And yeah. We just, we don't yet know exactly. what we're going to have to compromise to get this new feature. So. And we yeah. don't know yet if there'll be a noticeable battery difference between the cellular and non-cellular versions. That would be the, yeah, they that's, should be that's using the, the same comparison. stuff and the same battery. Yeah. So then we'll see if you know the cellular one just dies a few hours earlier, which might then be another reason to stay away from that if you're not yeah. sure you need it. I just think the Series 2 is so great. The Series 2 is being dropped from sale, by the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. So now they, they sell the Series 1 and the and the two versions and the, of the series, series one three. isn't the original Apple Watch. Is no, it? it's really confusing. They, <laughs> yeah. So we sometimes people call it the Series Zero, um, but that's never officially been the name. It, officially, it is. Uh, what do they say? Do they say first gen or do they say original? First gen Apple Watch, then mm. Series One. It's the second one, then Series Two, and now yeah. Series Three. 
Uh, they're not very good at naming things. <laughs> <laughs> They've lost confusing. their knack for that, if they have had it. That's that Windows thing, isn't it? Windows went from 8 to 10. Yeah. Now they've done an Nobody iPhone. wants 9, clearly. But Windows didn't simultaneously release 8 and 10 eight, while, ten. while not doing 9. <laughs> yeah, that is absolute madness, isn't it? It was such a weird event. You know so anyway, I mean? reeling you in from... <laughs> Sorry, I'm... Um... So are we watch in or watch out Beatles about? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Dom. Uh, yeah, I'm watching. I think it, it just looks like it's a it's a s- incremental upgrade to the two, but it mostly looks like improvements. And David can't I stop saying know. good things about the two. So I love the series too. <laughs> I I don't know. I think it's too early to say. And mm. there might be some downsides because the really beautiful thing about the series two was that there were no downsides. <laughs> it was just <laughs> yep. better in a number of significant ways. Uh, and this is probably better in a number of ways and maybe worse in a few. So yeah. I'm, it's like it's the first generation of a new concept, isn't it? It's sort of thing. Is. So there's so true, many yeah. things that could be ironed out in the next generation. Maybe Series 4 will be the classic. Exactly. Yeah. Series 4 will be your Series 2. Like the Star Trek films <laughs> go from even and odd numbers. Uh, odd, are, number, are even numbers odd, odd number Trek. watches will be bad and even number watches yeah, will be, be great. I mean, but the Series 1 is... Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh, yeah, but then we're okay. back on the naming convention. That screws it all up. So anyway, we're nearly done here. Uh, so thanks for hanging on. Our final new product to talk about is the Apple TV, which is now going to let you watch movies in 4K if you have a 4K TV. Does anyone actually have a 4K TV, Dom? Uh, I don't. Uh, a few people in the office do. I think they're a sort of a growing thing. I think, you know, they a few years ago, 4K seemed like an absolutely extravagant luxury. But I think now most TVs, especially anything sort of going above like 32 inches, Will will 4K will be an affordable option. It won't cost a lot more than the HD equivalent. Uh, there's obviously a lot of 4K content out there now, um, and it, you know if you look at say gaming, gaming is driving a lot of 4K TV sales because the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X are both sort of pushing 4K as the new visual standard. Uh, despite the fact that this year we've started to see the first 8K displays arrive at trade shows and well, stuff which is just difference. nonsense i mean can the human no. eye tell the difference between 4k and 8k surely not. Oh, well, or even 4k is like massive though isn't it? it's like four it's four 4k screens so, yeah, yeah essentially um anyway yeah so 4k you know just just a lot more pixels tons of them pixels all over the shop pixels. <laughs> um and yeah the apple tv 4k will uh support 4k content on itunes and um, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video later in the year, stuff like that. So you'll be able to uh, watch films and TV in, in 4K as long as you've got and a compatible TV. Apple's going to basically automatically make any movies that are available in 4K, 4K. So if you... I'm not explaining myself. <laughs> um, if you if you already own a 4K, uh, an HD movie that you've bought on iTunes, then you will be able to get yourself a 4K version of that movie It'll be yeah, it'll be upgraded automatically. Yeah. So they, they've made you know the quite fair move to say that they won't charge any more for 4K films than they will for HD on iTunes. And yeah, if you've already bought something in HD, it, it automatically upgrades to a 4K version if you've got the you know tech to take advantage of that. Of course, the 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 big thing here is: does anyone actually buy movies or any content from the iTunes store? Given that everyone these days is on a subscription to netflix or now tv or whatever yeah um you know is there really a place for the apple tv anymore have they kind of missed the boat are they going to do a subscription service yeah it does feel like a funny sort of product when you think most of the functionality it offers 
is offered by things like the Amazon Fire TV and Google Chromecast. And if you want sort of the 4K versions of those, they'll set you back 80 and 70 pounds and these 4k tvs you can buy uh, surely have a sort of built-in interface yeah. for a lot of that stuff anyway. yeah and yeah like you say most most 4k tvs you buy now will be smart capable anyway so they'll have their own netflix and amazon apps and all of that sort of stuff um again as as is often the case with apple products it just kind of comes down to how wedded you are to the apple ecosystem already so if you really want to be able to access specifically your itunes content or the itunes store on your tv if you want to be able to you know, send send stuff from your iPad and iPhone yeah. and display it on like your TV. Share your screen to exactly the television. for all of that Photos. stuff. Apple TV yeah. will be the way to do it, or the easiest way to do it, at least. There but are, it's, there are, um, it's it's a you know 180 200 pounds for that yeah. convenience. I don't know there how many are, people want that. There are rumours that Apple is working on a sort of service where they may be offering a subscription service in the future, and they're. Obviously, they've hired a team of people, um, which includes ex-Sony Pictures execs, um, a guy who used to be the president of US TV broadcasting company WGN. Um, he used to work for Sony, Warner Brothers Pictures, Fox. You know, these... these mm-hmm. these. It seems like they're definitely... I mean, they're making their own content. They've got this team of, of like, really sort of yeah. knowledgeable execs working on this. So there must be something going on there. In fact, I've, I've read something recently that they're in a bidding war with Amazon for the rights of the James Bond films. Yeah. If they're going to these lengths, they cannot be planning on keeping iTunes the way it is right now for movie rentals. It's Streaming just, it, is the future. Yeah, yeah it um, is. It's like you said, a lot of people don't buy media anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like films maybe not tv but films i think are going to be the last of those because those are a significant sort of body of completists i think mm. that want a particular edition of a film and they just want to have it available on physical media but they'll i think actually they'll, they'll cling on to physical media i think you know there'll always yeah, be some are. sort of small market for for blu-rays or, or sure whatever that's, that's in the same Chris, way there will be for just, si- just christmas shopping though isn't it surely that's the only time anyone ever gets given a <laughs> dvd <laughs> I think as Dave says, a lot of people buy them for, for completion's sake or for special editions. There's a lot of that. It'll be that move towards you know physical stuff being more of a special product. In the same way, that is still a CD market. It's not huge, but there are still some people buying CDs. It almost You've became got the vinyl more than thing, yeah. you know. So there'll always be some of that, but I can't imagine buying digital copies clinging on in the same way. So that's surely just going to disappear at some point and be replaced by streaming. We I would were. be excited if Apple could become a sort of umbrella service for streaming because at the moment it's it's sort of annoying that actually at the moment I, I'm subscribed to Netflix and Amazon Prime mm. and, is, and Sky and I, and I have to split of, between the three. Isn't this sort of the idea of the Apple TV app? I mean, that, that, that came last October in the US and it was supposed to sort of unify the experience so you could discover and access your TV shows and your movies from multiple apps. Yeah, with um, the single sign-on thing. The only problem yeah. is I think out there it doesn't include Netflix um, it's just things like HBO and Hulu. So it's and uh, Amazon Prime supposed to be coming, but it didn't get announced. So they said later this year, by the end of the year, Amazon Prime will be included yeah. in that. It's, it seems like they're almost trying to do it with the Apple TV app, but but again, it's not going to be what we're looking for. Yeah, you've still got to subscribe to all those platforms, and again, it's the same kind of thing Amazon Fire TV does. You know, Amazon Fire TV. If you've got that, you just search for a, a program or a film, and it says, right, you can watch it right now in this streaming in Netflix oh, that you're subscribed to among all the or you can buy it from this platform That's or brilliant. you can what you know so you just search for a film and it, it tells you all the ways you can mm. watch it right now using this you know um, 
That's really nice. But again, you've still got to be subscribed to all the separate services and paying for everything. And that's why I've been selling it to you, I guess. I mean, the thing that Apple did so well with iTunes all those years ago was that it simplified everything so you just go to iTunes and, and they got mm. all the record companies on board. Exactly. That, I, that I was, don't think it has the... That was because of piracy, though, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And, and those those record companies were desperate. Yeah. But now it's, it wouldn't have the leverage to but make now all, all those TV companies All these come on board. TV companies and these movie companies have already done the deals with Netflix exactly. and, and so yeah, on. So totally. why has Apple yeah. not sorted it out? I mean, Apple's, Apple's late very very late to this game if it is intending to get into streaming tv yeah. and film it's late even by its, it's own standard it's hard to see a place in the market for it right now beyond just being one of the other many fragmented companies and in fact we're moving towards more fragmentation because we've got things like disney launching its own streaming service which it's had in the uk for a while but it's now doing in the us after basically deciding it works well for it mm. and pulling everything it has from netflix so apple's you know, like just too little too late now really isn't it it's, it's missed yeah. the boat here it looks like it'll just turn up and be one other person doing that in the same way that apple music is a streaming platform yeah it's they, just one other streaming platform among they, yeah, Tidal, they, spotify google play after itunes changing yeah. changing the world in you know in yeah. terms of sort of music piracy um then they went and caught up with everyone else and changed it to subscription so yeah, yeah. well um so we say an apple tv 4K or Apple TV Joe K? <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Apple TV No Way. Oh, could be, yeah. No Way, that's better, actually, yeah. Apple TV No Way. I can't believe you're treating the host like that. <laughs> changing, changing the puns and everything. Well, I, was, I wasn't sure about that, but, yeah. Um, I'm, 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 yeah, whatever the bad one is, whatever we're going to call that. <laughs> it's yeah, a joke, I just, joke, I joke. <laughs> I'm not interested. I, I can't no, see I why, you know, rival products do the same stuff for less than half the price. And your TV probably already does it all anyway. I'm particularly anti-Apple TV at the moment because I was supposed <laughs> yes. to be watching it last night on the Apple TV, the event, and the Apple event app on Apple TV went down and they weren't able to show it. So I had to watch it on my epoxy 12.9-inch iPad. So. Poor old me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for today. Thanks for sticking with us, listener. Let us know your thoughts about the new announcements by tweeting us at UK Tech Podcast or emailing editor at idg.co.uk. We'll be back soon with more informed opinions on the hottest topics. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.